You're now locked into another episode of Arrows to the Heart. The podcast that will either fix your relationship or end it. Please welcome the man behind it, your host, Arrows Miranda. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode two of Arrows to the Heart. Last week, we talked about cheating, which was a topic that many of you requested. But today, I want to take it slow. Let's slow down a little bit. Let's take it back a few steps. Because there's a lot of advice out there for when you are already in a relationship. But how do we even find the right person? What should we do before entering a relationship? Once we meet someone, what do we say during the talking stage? Those are all very important questions and factors that will determine how strong of a foundation your relationship will have. So, today, let's discuss what we should do before entering a relationship, let's go over the talking stage, and let's discuss whether or not you're ready to say, I love you. So, let's get right into it. We don't like wasting time here, you know that. We respect the urgency behind relationship questions and matters. So let's start with what you should do before entering a relationship. I am asked a high variety of questions on a daily basis, but there's always one question that comes up. People message me or they call me or they email me and they say, Eros or Eros, if you want to call me that or E, whatever you want to call me. But they say, Eros, how do I find the right person? And it's a very valid question. I'm sure many of you have that question. It's a question that I asked myself in the past. But let me tell you something. You are skipping a very important step. Because before you worry about finding the right person, you need to be able to identify the wrong ones. The way you do that is by taking some time to figure out exactly what you're looking for. So one, you need to know exactly what you value and what you won't settle for. And two, you need to know which compromises you're not willing to make. Doing so is going to decrease the chances of you simply falling for potential. You're going to stay focused on what's right in front of you, rather than hoping the person you're talking to will become the person you actually deserve. You will be able to identify and eliminate those people and those suitors that don't meet your standards, that are taking you for granted. That is how you start to surround yourself with the right people and increase your chances of meeting the right person. So don't always make it about finding the right person. Instead, also make an effort to be able to easily identify the wrong ones as well. The second thing I want you to do is that I want you to become someone that your future partner will actually want to be with. I know you can't see into the future and determine what they will want, but you can become someone that anyone would be fortunate to date. You can work on yourself from an emotional standpoint, a physical standpoint, even an academic standpoint, whatever you want. But the important thing is that you become someone that you're proud of. That will help you not only understand what you deserve, but it will also lead you to become someone that your future partner will want to be with. Someone that they will be proud to be with. Because it's going to make them feel lucky to have you. 
and they will acknowledge it, and they will appreciate everything you bring to the table. So work on your shortcomings instead of rushing into a relationship and hoping that they simply go away or that those shortcomings are ignored. You don't have to be perfect, not by any means, but be someone that you're proud of, that you're okay with, someone that you're happy with. And I know that that sounds easier said than done, I do. But let me tell you how I applied that advice into my own personal life. Growing up, I was an athlete. I don't know if you knew that about me, but I was an athlete. It's what I thought I would end up doing professionally. I actually almost reached that dream and accomplished that goal. But I injured my knee pretty bad. It happened. I got surgery. I came back from it quickly. And I injured my knee even worse. I had to get four knee surgeries and my life felt like it was completely flipped upside down. You might say, hold on a second. What does that even have to do with anything? How does, that apl- How does that apply to relationships? But let me tell you, after I went through those injuries, I decided not to date for a while. I didn't make that decision because I wasn't an athlete anymore. That's not why I made that decision. I made the decision to not date for a while because I felt lost. And I understood that a relationship was not the place to find myself. I questioned what I could bring to a potential relationship if I did not yet understand my strengths and my own personal value. So I took the time to truly focus on myself. I focused on my academics. I took the steps that would later and ultimately lead me to get my JD from Notre Dame and would lead me to embark on this path of relationship coaching. I recovered my competitive edge by pushing myself in the gym. And I stayed sane through it all by cultivating new friendships and leaning on my family. I became someone that I was proud of and someone that I knew my future partner would be proud to have in their life as well. I wanted to be good enough for the person I knew I deserved. Was it easy? No, it wasn't but it led me to the healthiest relationship I have ever been in. So that's how I applied it into my life. That's how it helped me. But enough about me, we're here to help you. And we covered what you should do before you meet someone. But what happens after you meet that person? What should the talking stage be like? Because the talking stage can be beautiful and confusing and exciting and dreadful all in one. So it's important to discuss it and it's important to understand it. Because after you meet someone that catches your attention, you start getting to know them and you start talking to them. And soon everything, you'll notice that everything starts reminding you of them a little bit. The songs on the radio, the words in a book, even the characters on your favorite TV show. It all reminds you of them, right? You're not even thinking about your past relationships anymore or waiting for your ex to reach out again because you're focused on this new and exciting connection that you have with someone. But how do you go from the talking stage to becoming something more? There's three steps. Three steps, and we're going to go over all of them. The first step is to make sure that it's reciprocal. If someone is interested in you, they will not only initiate conversations, 
but they will go out of their way to keep those conversations going. This means that they will not text you or call you only when it's convenient for them or only late at night when they're lonely. It means that they won't leave the conversation halfway through when they get bored. It's rather simple. It really is. Someone that's really interested in you will not make you question whether they're actually interested or not. This is not to say that you shouldn't initiate some of the communication, but it's important that you're not the only one doing so. So that's the first step. Make sure it's reciprocal. The second step to succeeding in the talking stage is to ask the questions you need answers to. The problem that we have today is that most of us are scared of coming on too strong or being overbearing by asking too many questions. So we wait until the relationship is official and we're exclusive and we simply hope for the best. We hope that their core values align with ours. In some instances, you might get lucky, but most often you will quickly become emotionally exhausted because you're trying to figure out why they're no longer the person you thought you knew during the talking stage. So yes, by all means, flirt with them. Enjoy the talking stage. But also make an effort to get to know them. Ask the questions you need answers to. That's the second step. Ask the questions you need answers to. The last step to succeed during the talking stage, step three, is to make an honest effort to respect your potential partner and yourself by really focusing on them. No, I don't mean that you shouldn't focus on your friends or your family or your life in general. What I mean is that you probably have not discussed whether or not you're exclusive yet. And this can lead to some confusion you might be tempted to explore other potential partnerships and to see where they may lead to. And usually that can be okay. But here's my take on it. If you are truly serious about entering a meaningful relationship, what's the rush? Why not focus on getting to know the person you're talking to right now? instead of seeking other people to flirt with or to talk to. It might not work out with the person you're talking to. Okay, it might not work out, but at least you were respectful and you gave yourself and the potential relationship a chance to succeed. So that's the third step. Make an honest effort to respect your potential partner and yourself by really focusing on what's right in front of you. So that's the talking stage, but in this last part of the podcast, I want to talk about something that, it's, it's a fun topic. I want to talk about when to say I love you, and I want to do it in two steps. First step, before you say I love you, you need to figure out whether it's love or infatuation. Let's go through the differences. Love builds a connection over time. Infatuation, it's instant. Love grows from shared experiences. While with infatuation, you automatically think you know everything about them. With love, you want to know their positives and their flaws. You want to know everything about them, everything they bring to the table. While with infatuation, you think that person is simply 
perfect. With love, we strive to be ourselves and we feel safe even when we're being vulnerable. While with infatuation, we try to be who they're attracted to. We try to change ourselves and mold ourselves into what they want us to be. And lastly, in love, we navigate and we learn from conflict. We grow from it. While with infatuation, it throws us overboard and it causes all sorts of drama. So if you have truly gotten to know them, if you have faced conflict and shared pleasant experiences with them, and you feel that a genuine connection has been built with them, it's a sign that you might be ready. It's a, it's a sign that it might be love, not infatuation. But with that being said, with that being said, there's a second step. Before you say I love you, hold on, hold on, don't say I love you yet. There's a second step. The second step is that you need to make sure that you are a priority to them, not an option, a priority. And there are seven little ways that you can tell whether you, you are just an option to someone. I'm going to go through them. If all plans are on their terms, you're an option. If you don't feel important to them, you could be an option. If you're the only one putting in all the effort, you could be an option. If you're making excuses for their bad behavior, you could be an option. If they constantly lie to you, option. If you feel used and unhappy, you could be an option. And lastly, if they're only interested in the physical affection, you could be an option. Because there's a lot more to intimacy than physical affection. But that's a conversation for another episode. <laughs> but okay, those are the seven signs that you could be an option. Those are the signs. And if you have been talking to someone for a while, if you guys are getting to know each other, you have been dating for a little bit you really like each other, there's a connection there, you should be able to have an idea of whether or not they feel the same way. Even if they don't say I love you immediately, you should know if they're showing you with their actions that they prioritize you and that they envision a future with you. That's how you know that you're a priority to them, not an option. That's how you know that it's reciprocal and that the connection is sincere and genuine. That's how you know that you're ready to take the relationship to the next level and risk it by taking a leap of faith and saying I love you. But if you're still confused about how they feel and whether you're exclusive or not, my advice is to talk to them. Don't sit around out of fear waiting for someone that might never be ready to commit to you. Use I statements and tell them that you feel a bit confused as to where you stand with them. It's better to get the answers you need now, even if they're not the answers you want, rather than sitting around and waiting for someone that might never be ready to commit to you. I'll leave you on the line I said before. I know it's not easy, but don't make someone a priority if they only consider you an option. Thank you so much for tuning in to episode two of Arrows to the Heart. I'm very excited for what's to come and I want you to know that I have your back and we're going to get through this together. We will fix your relationship or 
we will realize that you're settling for a whole lot less than you deserve, and we will end it. Thank you for listening. Show some love, leave a review, and subscribe for future episodes. This was Arrows to the Heart.